Welcome to the Grown Woman Life Podcast. I'm Rocky Howard, your Chief Empowerment Officer. My mission is to highlight, engage, support, and educate bold, brilliant, badass, professional women over 40. If you are a grown woman, you have absolutely found your tribe. Hey, ladies. I am so excited to bring this incredibly insightful two-part episode to you. These episodes focus on one of the core grown woman life principles. Grown women actively cash in on life's lessons. If you want to see all of the grown woman life principles, check out our website at grownwomanlife.com. To be bold, brilliant, and badass, we must leverage life's lessons to understand how our past experiences impact who we are and how we behave today. (laughs) Make no mistake, this is not an easy task, and it requires hard work if you're really going to do it in earnest. I wanted to bring an expert on the podcast that I know from personal experience can help us to understand more about the steps we need to take. Please bear with parts of the audio as Lottie and I speak from across the globe, and really it's a small price to pay for her expertise. In this first episode, in true grown woman lifestyle, we are going to get to know Lottie and why her work is so important to her. Lottie Svalgard is an organizational psychologist who specializes in leadership development and coaching. She is a senior partner at the management consulting firm of Action Labs. She conducts training at INSEAD, the business school for the world. Lottie has a PhD in philosophy, is a published researcher, But most of all, she is passionate and dedicated to helping people be at their best. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Grown Woman Life Podcast. And I am so very excited to have an old friend here. Um, And Lottie, I'm I'm so glad to have you join us. Of course, if I introduced us, I would introduce you as the bold, brilliant, badass Lottie. But why don't you take a minute and introduce yourself to our audience? I love that introduction. (laughs) True. I want to resonate with that. It's just a little bit of, I'm Danish. I'm based in, uh, based in Copenhagen, where I live with my husband and my three daughters. And besides that, I'm a leadership consultant working uh, with the leadership consultancy now at INSEAD in, in France. Um, I teach business psychology, organizational psychology at the, at the university. Uh, but mostly what I'm mostly occupied with is, um, yeah, the, the personal personal leadership development and growing as human beings in our lives in general and in, in working life also. But it's like it's hard to separate the two that very closely connected. It's very intrinsic for you, I can imagine. And, um, you know, audience, I can tell you, having seen Lottie at work and having worked with her personally, we're in for a treat to be able to benefit from you. And so where I want to start today is just to give your our audience the opportunity to get to know you just a little bit better. So, and, and then today we're going to focus a bit on 
that journey to growing up. Because I think one of the things that I've learned from you is that we don't often think about those experiences we have early in our life that bring us to this point in our life, right? And I think you can help our audience talk through that. But let's get to know you a little bit better. Um, You talked about um, where you live now. Is that where you're originally from? No, I'm originally from the western part of Denmark, a small community, uh, a little village, kind of a little village where I, I grew up. Um, and I grew up in a small community where uh, my father was a headmaster on the school that I attended. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and you my, anything, could you? My mother was a teacher there. Uh, and my mother was no issue, but my father was known and he was quite, uh, quite strict. So in that small community, I, a lot of my identity, like 95% of my identity was the daughter of the headmaster. Wow. So it felt like when I was, I was 18, I moved to Copenhagen. I, I would say I worked during summer holidays. I met with, with friends there and was fascinated by it. And I chose to move because it felt like if I wanted my own identity, and to create a life where I was me and find out who am I, who do I want to be, what's right, what's wrong for me. I needed to move out of that small community and um, and move. And, and that was the part that I was so fascinated about, about Copenhagen. Like, I was like everyone else there. Like, I could, I could do what I wanted to do and I was still... Just me. And people know me as me and not as the daughter of the headmaster. So oh, that's, wow. that's the my first choice of active choice of saying I, I need to create something that's mine. You know what? That's really ironic because one of the principles of grown woman life, one of our um, you know, other kind of responsibilities is that grown women own their brand, right? Yeah. And and I think intrinsic with that is your identity. And it's it's so interesting that you recognized even as a young woman that to have your own brand and your own point yeah. of view, you yeah. had to change your environment, right? That's a powerful lesson right out the gate. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. So let me see, are you willing to share with this audience your age? Love 51. Ah, and beautiful ladies, I can see her, but you can't. Let me ask you this, and you know what? I just turned 51, so I didn't realize we're right there together, right? As you approached 40, how did you feel? Did you have anxiety? Were you excited? How did you feel as you were approaching your 40s and 50s? I think, um, no, not as I was approaching 40s and 50s. It felt like more like the bigger jump was 30, actually, uh, turning 30. And I think it had to do with getting children, feeling like now it's a time for having having children because when I was around 30, that was when I made that choice and had my children. Um, I think growing 40 for me was, it felt more like maturing rather than growing old like i i had my daughters i felt solid in life and i was ready to embrace some of the things that i wanted to do 
for me, like less occupied with getting myself like solid planted in the in my career and but more occupied with I'm here now. I have some great opportunities. I feel rooted. Um, so what are the things I really want to do? And I think turning 50, that is, that's interesting because I, I thought about that just before talking to you here and thinking turning 50 has been more an existential shift for me. Like thinking, wow, I'm now like, as I expect to turn 100, <laughs> like you was, right? Like I'm now in the middle of my, like, what, what are the, so what do I want to do with the rest of my life? Am I where I want to be? And um, as we talked about leaving footprints and leaving marks and what are the marks I want to, I want to leave? So it, it feels a bit like the broader perspective comes in about what is the kind of world that I want to leave behind for my kids and their kids and uh, what are the things that I should do more? Like just looking out into the world and looking at all the splitting and the world leaders and the mess and thinking, what are, do I do enough in my daily life? What are the little steps that I should take more and help my, my girls to take more and, yeah, in, in my small community? Yeah. You know what? And that's such a powerful message. I think this whole movement for me was started because I think so many people have anxiety and negative connotations about, you know, I'm hitting 40 and I'm 50, et cetera. And so, you know, especially being a mother of girls, you know, what do you think that we can do to kind of change the perspective of what it means to, to age in the mind of our girls? You know, when when think of age, like when I look back and think about the elder women <laughs> in my life, um, I'm thinking about how how do you grow, grow old? Like that, like you know, there are some women that are 50 or 60 that you would look at and think about. They are elder women, and then I have women in my life that are 60 and 70 that I would not at all think about. As, as elder women. So it I think the message of that life continues, like you can keep growing, you can keep learning, you can keep doing what you want to do, keep embracing life rather than just um, letting go, leaning back, thinking I've, I've, I've learned what I needed to learn, now I know it all. Like it's I, I do think it's it's keeping embracing it and keeping doing the things that that you that you really want to do that's that's critical and uh, and important. It I, is. And it I do think like when when you see ten years old and, tw and twenty years old, they think you're old when you're thirty. <laughs> they do, don't they? They'll learn, won't they? <laughs> they also have the perspective of wow. Like uh, that, that uh, yeah, and that changes changes too during life. But I really, it's about keeping doing what 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 you what you think you can can do, what you want to do. 
You know, and I think that's a really good segue to the next question, because I think part of it is about perspective and part of it is about how you view not only what's important to you, but how you view success. Yeah. So help us understand for you, how, how do you view and define success? Um, I think for me, um, that has changed as well over, over the years. That in my, in my 20s, and in my 30s also, success was very much about great evaluations, good marks, uh, career opportunities, um, getting like life what you also had in mind that you would get from life, like like my place, my house, my marriage, my kids. Like, and now it's more like I feel I can feel the success, for example, in just getting an email from you saying. Do you want to do you want to reconnect? Because I remember the work we did together many years ago and it it was life changing for me and um, it meant a lot to me. So when I get when I get mails like that, when I get in touch with that actually the work that I do, it means something to and it changes not not for everyone of course, but for individuals. That when I get in touch with that, I think, wow, that is, that's what I want from my work life and, and what I do. And in, in my private life, it's it's as simple as um, my girls being, being happy, feel that they can go out in the world, that they can, that they can, that they can succeed in making the choices they want to make. So it feels like it has shifted. Uh, to that it's more I don't know it's it's less like reaching certain targets and it's more like what is and it has more to do with impact the impact that I that I have with people and it's also now that I'm like I'm 51 and thinking career opportunities coming up people um People wanting me to take up certain roles or do certain jobs, and uh, um, and I feel I'm much less with just thinking if I step into that role, it might be a career success, but would it actually be a success in the sense that I would I have the same ch- chance to make the footprints that I know that I'm I'm good at, or that I actually would that make could that make me help people in the way or leave footprints in the way that actually makes me feel the success that I do today? And if, if not, then it feels like then, then that's not the right path for me, even though it may feel like, wow, that's a step up in your career. So I'm very mindful about what are those, what are those steps and what would it actually feel like to make them? You know what I love because it is about impact, right? And I think you put your heart and soul into what you do. And again, I, you absolutely changed my life. And we were talking before we started recording. It's been eight years since I've seen you. And I will tell you those lessons and not only the lessons that I learned, but the experience 
experience that we had together, I felt like, honestly, and I'm a bit hokey and you got to know that, but I feel like you left a piece of your heart with me and I certainly did with you. And that was intense. I mean, after I left you, I was exhausted for about a month. (laughs) And I, when I tell people about that experience, um, I say I went in and I, I, I gave it all that I had because I wanted all that I had. Right. But it's hard work to be able to look inside yourself and Right. And to be able to go, here's who I am. Here's these things that I need to work on. Here's these things that I like. Here are these things that I don't like. Here are these things that need to heal. Here are these things that I need to coexist with. And it's looking into all the stuff that you would like to forget, to leave behind, to push away, but where there are important life lessons about how have I become the person that I that I am today? And and it, how do I let go of the stones in order to be who I want to be and to be freed up? You have to do that hard work. Yeah, you do. And that was part of the inspiration for, you know, this chapter um, that we're going to write in the book and, and this podcast, because I feel really power. I feel really convicted that women don't always understand that where they're sitting now is is a result of lots of things that have happened. But when I see you talk about the power of helping people along that discovery, um, it, it, it reiterates the importance of that. And it also reiterates the importance of something else that I hear you saying. It sounds like for you now, you're really clear on what's important to you as a person and, and you've identified the fact that your career and what you do ties into your personal value system, right? So, so talk to us a little bit about kind of your personal values and and why those are important to you. Mm. You know, one of the, like you say, sometimes in life you meet with someone or you read something that has an impact on you and you don't really know sometimes it just comes out of nowhere and it may just be a little piece in a paper or an article or a person you chat to on a bus or someone that's much closer to you and one of the one of the things at a certain point in time I read somewhere on the internet about um, an Australian nurse that worked with uh, people that were dying, and she was um, she was sharing what are the most common regrets among people that are dying. What do they regret about their lives? What they did and what they they didn't do. And that, to me, it's such a powerful perspective because it's like at the edge of life, you're looking back, like from that in between place, you're looking at how do people live their lives like as if there was no no end of it and um and she she was writing that among the most common regrets they're like regrets that that are very well known like i wish i had spent less time in the office and more time with my children that's like a regret that that many people can relate to but then there was a regret also that said 
something like, I wish I had done more what I wanted and less what other people wanted me to do. And I think that that was so powerful, powerfully written because it's so clear and it's so straightforward. And with the people I work with and meet, so many of us are so, has such a hard time of separating what exactly is that I want and what other people want is, am I doing this because I really want to do it? Or am I doing it because this is what I think I want to do, but really it's just what other people want me to do, that they think that career path would be great for you because you would be great at it or you should live there or you should take that career step or what, whatever it may be. And that's something that is that I'm so mindful whenever I have choices that I really look into, is this something that I really want to do? And part, part of that is also how do, I, how do I then feel about it? What does that choice make me feel like? For example, a career step where you could think that would be a step up the ladder, but what would I feel about being there? <laughs> what does it feel like? Does it feel right or does it feel something for me? Would it make me more feeling more fulfilled and more happy or what would it make me feel like? Um, and what is important for, very important for me in the work I do is passion, passion and presence with, with, with the people that I work with, that I can, I can feel them and that I can feel that I make a difference. Um, and that passion and presence is, um, if, if that cannot grow in, in, whatever opportunity is showing up for me then it's not it's not for me yeah, yeah. and now i forgot your question because i got so occupied what was your question Rick? don't worry about it. actually i think you did answer it in a different way we're talking about kind of linking values like your personal values yeah. and i think you spoke very eloquently about what you value and i think the lesson that i want our readers to hear about or our listeners to hear about what you just said, which is so important is do the work to understand what your drivers are internally and make decisions about how you spend your time and how you measure success based on those answers, right? Not what the world tells you it looks like. And that's yeah. what like my eldest girls they are now facing my eldest is um, close to 21. <laughs> and my my second daughter is uh, close to 19. And they are needing, making choices about what do I want to do in life, what's my career, and just helping them to get a sense of what is in your heart, what feels important. It's less important whether you go to university or whether you want to become a plumber uh, as long as it's something that is just something you really want to do because it's so easy to get like the younger people today and especially the young girls they think we need to be perfect we need to be successful at wherever at whatever we do and it's such a such a pressure it is. It's a horrible pressure. You and I will have to have a different whole conversation about that, right? <laughs> I think we should do a whole series on just that alone, yeah. right? And 
and this new Instagram life. So yeah. I'm with you, Rocky. I'm with you on that. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a pressure we didn't have, right? I know how I think I would answer this next question, but I can't wait to see how you answer it. Okay. What's your, what is your superpower? <laughs> I don't think I have superpower. But I think have superpowers. I think every woman has a superpower, but I know you have superpowers. <laughs> maybe, maybe my maybe my if I have superpower, I think my superpower would be what what is what it is that is important to me. Like my I would say passion and presence. Um I feel that, you know, people that I work with, some people just get under my skin and into my heart, and you're one of them. Um, and that that part, I think, being able to um, be with that in the moment and also allow it to um, myself to grow in it and learn from it and take from it is actually... So I don't feel, I don't feel exhausted. I don't feel used. I don't feel spent when I have been in relationships like that. So I think allowing myself just to be present and passionate um, in the relationship that I'm in right here in the moment. I think that's that's a, that would be the two words that comes up for me when you ask about superpower. So I think that feel that I really care. Um, and and when people do, when people let, I think sometimes I think such, I'm such a privileged person and so blessed that I work with so many people that allow me in, that allow me in to see who they really are, that show up with me with their dark sides and their bright sides and their strong sides and their weak sides. And they invite me in um, and they allow me to be part of that and to um, help them grow uh, in, in life, enjoy life, be with all there is uh, and show up with all of that in a way that can help them be more solid, uh, solid in life. I find that it's such a, that's such a blessing. And when I think about that, thinking, wow, that's my work life. Wow, that's really, really powerful. It was great getting to know more about Lottie in this first episode of a two-part series. But truly, this is just the beginning. Please tune into the second episode where Lottie delves into the work we need to do to ensure that we're living our best grown woman life. Thank you so much for joining the Grown Woman Life podcast. Make sure to connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. The links are below in the show notes. I'm Rocky Howard, and I sincerely appreciate the gift of your time. Go live boldly, show your brilliance, and be a badass.